come to binge watch with us. That's Pickles. And that's Lisa. And this week we watched you on Netflix. Yay. <laughs> yeah, and we, we all locked our phones and logged out of the cloud and closed our curtains. <laughs> Listen, close your curtains anyways. I've, uh, you know. She had no curtains. None. That's why. That's why things happen to her. I'm just going to say that right out loud. We don't ever want to victim blame, obviously. I know, I was about to say, but close your fucking curtains. This is her fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but we, should, we should tell people about where they can find us on the web. Right, yeah, so before we get started, let's do the stuff that I always forget to do. Go subscribe to us on Netflix, please. And while yes. you're there, rate and review us. Let us know what you think of this show. If you leave us a review, I'll read it back to you guys. Yes. Uh, even if it's bad. Even uh, if it's bad. Yeah. But the rates help too, so go ahead and leave us five stars because we are all five stars. Oh, yeah. We're definitely like seven. This is a five-star show, guys. <laughs> right? We have nine reviews. And yeah. tell them how many uh, downloads we have. That's pretty exciting stuff. Well, I didn't tell you this, but we're... Um, oh, 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 shit. Nobody's listening. No. We're close to hitting 1,000 downloads. So. Oh, my God! Yeah, really? that's crazy. Huh? Yeah, it's weird. Oh, my God! <laughs> I still don't know who's so listening to this show. <laughs> We're so famous. Yeah. We should make t-shirts. No, um, look, the last thing I ever want is to be famous. I don't want that. <laughs> but also go follow us on Instagram. Binge yes. watch with us. All one word. Mm-hmm. Leave us a comment. Say hi. We're always posted about stuff that we're watching. Uh, stuff that's coming up this week. Um, mm-hmm. We talked a couple episodes ago about what we would be doing this month, and we promised that we would stick to it, and we're not gonna. So. No, we lie a lot. We lie. Flat <laughs> out. And really, it's because we talk about which shows we want to do kind of in a general sense, and we're like, mm-hmm. these will be good. And then when we get closer to it, we're like, is it really? Is it yeah. really going to be a good show to talk about? So yeah. we kind of, I think that's when we are like, let's do something else yeah not or, every show is is worth you know uh needs a discussion you know yeah even though it's really good mm-hmm. it doesn't always make for a good discussion well and i think the problem is too is because netflix is constantly and and hula are constantly adding stuff oh, um we try to hit God. on the stuff that's hip and happening so that kind of throws everything out of whack if something yeah. new starts and you're usually watching it before I am. And then you're like, we're doing this show. Stop what you're doing. And I'm like, okay. I'm really bossy. <laughs> she is. But but that's why it changes, I think. I don't think yeah. it's us. I mean, obviously, Mm-mm. it's not us. We are perfect. <laughs> we're perfect. We have five stars. <laughs> <laughs> five stars and like almost a thousand downloads. Oh, I'm going to have to edit all that out. We can't brag about ourselves like that. Um, yes, I can. <laughs> So, yeah, so this week we watched You, though. Mm-hmm. And this was a book by a lady. Can't remember her name. I think it's like Carolyn something. Anyway, it's like Guinevere Beck. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. <laughs> I have to tell you real quick, though, before we get in. Her name is Beck, mm-hmm. right? Um, one of the books I was listening to on audio, her name was Beck's. And so when I first started taking notes, I was like, is this right? And I, I constantly checked myself because I was like, 
Which curl am I talking about? So you're listening to a book with a character named Bex while mm-hmm. you're watching a show about a character named Beck. Yep. Oh, that's confusing. It did get really confusing. And you know, I'm not good on a on a really good day, so it was pretty well, complicated. Well, you know what the lesson there is? <laughs> don't, don't read books. books. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I, I don't know why I read books. I should just get rid of all of them. Speaking um, of books, I, yeah. that's one of the first things that, look, and I was just saying last week, I hate it when people get offended. I was very offended by the authors and the books that they were calling out as garbage. They're like, oh, Ooh. Dan Brown, pff, Stephen King. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> well, that's all I read. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. But, okay. um, so this is about a a gentleman. We'll call mm-hmm. him. He's um, a nice guy. Yeah, of course he's a nice guy, which means obviously he's not. He's a psychopath. That works in a bookstore, and this lady named Bex comes Beck. in. No S. Beck. Sorry. Yeah. And it basically goes through their whole relationship, um, his obsession with her, and really kind of all things surrounding her, and what the final outcome is. So Ugh. that's really the whole show. And I know everyone's seen on internet, uh, Facebook, and all that stuff where they're like, now that you've watched you, can you trust anybody ever again? And I'm like, <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My whole marriage is just trying to get my husband to pay attention to me. So I am 100% sure he is not obsessed with me. No, no. You know, he could be. So that's kind of the, the, the basis of the story. Do you, do you want to get into the first episode or you want to go over some of the main characters? Let's go over some of the main characters real quick. Right. right so Joe, Joe is the psychopath that we're talking about. Yes. Uh, throughout the show, we learn about his very sketchy background. Yes. Beck is the, the person that he is obsessed with. She is a bad writer. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have asked this question several times to lots of different people who have already watched the show. Am uh-huh. I supposed to like Beck? Because I don't. I don't like her. I, I think it takes a certain type of person to like her. I didn't really like her either. Um, which is really funny coming from me because, you know, I love authors and everything. But I felt like she was so flaky and yeah. so all over the place. And all this poor me stuff, you know, like, I'm broken. I can't afford this. And I'm going to, you know, whore myself out to a professor and all this stuff. And then, nope, I'm not going to do it. And all, you know, you're in an apartment you can't afford. Move. <sighs> it's not going to be as nice, but suck it up. I mean, like, why life couldn't sucks. she go live with one of her rich ass friends and like give them like three hundred bucks in rent or something? Well, I that's just... what I'm thinking. I, I, you know, I, and I think you're like this too. It's like I felt like she never could help herself, uh, and I that don't really appreciate annoys that. me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not you know. So that's our failure in her. I I understand that some people do like her, so I'm Ugh. going to try not to hate on her through this whole episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she has some redeeming qualities. I think uh, she has a, her best friend, played by Shay Mitchell, who I just love. Shay Mitchell's so beautiful. She plays a character named Peach Salinger. Salinger. So, what's the deal with the Salingers? Is that like a real like Richie family? No, I'm not going to even tell you. No, why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say the book he he did out loud. Um, he was an American writer. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so he did Catcher in the Rye. 
Oh, okay. Which okay. is a very famous book. I've heard and, of that one. Yeah. And he did a lot of other ones, but that's probably going to be the only one that uh, you've okay. ever heard of. So, yeah, she's she's super duper rich. That explains her massive library at her house, too. Yes. Which, yeah. let's talk about the books for a minute. Okay. The I books love in her library? All the books. I love okay. all the books. Because Men- this- they mention a lot of books in this show. They do. It's like they use, uh, Orange is they, the New Black. <laughs> <laughs> they use books to kind of, um, as descriptions of, of, of the characters, like, oh, mm-hmm. they're, they're the kind of person that likes this book. And mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of those references went over my head because, um, as you know, Lisa knows, uh-huh. I uh-huh. only read garbage. I yeah, don't. She does. I don't read anything good. Mm-hmm. I understand that what I'm reading is bad. It's just the same way that some people, I don't know, like to watch like, you know, like Jerry Springer or whatever. Like, you know it's trash, but you like it anyway. And I kind of got it because I worked in a music store and it's a very same mentality. You know, if you came in asking for the super popular bubblegummy pop thing, we were all like, Jesus, it's right <laughs> over there. You you have no taste in music. Why don't you yeah. listen to this? And so that's what they were doing. They were like... You know, they were trashing Stephen King and Dan Brown and all that. But when the Stephen King book came out, they were selling left, right, and center. That's what was keeping them afloat. Because I can tell you right now, those first editions are not being sold. Oh, yeah, no. And that's yeah, that was a massive bookstore, too. It was. And I want to live there. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was a beautiful (laughs) uh, set. It was a really pretty set. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. well, let's, so those, those are kind of our main players of the show. So let's get yeah. into the first episode. Okay. When we meet Joe and Beck kind of at the same time, we learn about Joe as he describes Beck to us. Mm-hmm. She walks into the bookstore and he is already being a creepy weirdo and like watching her from, from behind the book stacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was immediately turned off by this guy. And like I said in the in the last episode of our podcast, I almost bailed because he's kind of yeah. in, in his head talking to her. And he's like, I know that you want to be looked at because you're wearing those bracelets and they jangle when you walk. And, yeah. oh, you're not even wearing a bra. And I know you want me to know. And I was just like, puke. Like, I yeah. hate him. Ugh. Yeah, he was. And I, I mean, you're supposed to hate him. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. he's definitely, like, a hated person. Yeah, that was kind of creepy. I, I think I would have been better off with, wow, she's hot. I think I want to date her than, you know, going into all the nuances of every ounce uh, of clothing she did or didn't have on. I was like, okay, you dig her. Move on. Do you really think, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm, now I'm thinking about, like, I wore, like, pink pants to the gym today. Do mm-hmm. you think that, oh, I hope there's not some, like, weirdo guy at my gym, like, I know you want me to watch you work out because you wore pink pants. And it's like, really, asshole, my husband got me these for Christmas. So, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that, it's scary. It's scary. Well, this, I mean, this show definitely makes you go, um, every time you, like, go out into public, you know? Yeah, well, we do that anyway, so True. it really yeah. wasn't a big stretch for me. Yeah. I was like, you mean people are looking at you and sizing you up all the time? Duh. Okay, yeah. move on. <laughs> yeah. Close your fucking blinds, uh, carry yeah. pepper spray, and uh, be, be aware of your surroundings. Don't go sure. down to a goddamn subway tunnel late at night shit-face drunk. I uh, will get there. Shit-face drunk. <laughs> Sorry. So, so, so Joe and Beck, they, they flirt a little bit. She buys a book, and uh, he is intrigued. So he decides to, to look her up. 
Mm-hmm. And she's on Facebook, and all of her profiles are public. So he takes that to mean it's okay to follow you. Yeah. Uh, uh, and what's um, the lesson learned here? Put your accounts as private. Private. Put it all on private. It's so simple. Or I do, like, I think, I used to do private, but, like, your, like, your friends can see stuff, yeah. like, you comment on or stuff. But I think after a while, I even got rid of that because I was like, you know, I just don't want all that. Ugh. He, he finds her address and he goes to her house. Super creepy. Oh, she has these huge glass windows right in the front. She's on the first level. Yeah. Has yeah. No curtains. Mm-mm. None. No. All Mm-mm. her fault. This is all her fault. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I can understand you want to have the curtains and stuff open during the day, but especially if you're going to lay down on your back, on your uh, couch, and masturbate for Jesus and everybody to see, close your windows. Facing Turn around. the windows. Facing the windows. I'm like, <laughs> girlfriend, really? Like, Jesus so, Christ, why don't you just push yourself up, all, up against the glass like the strippers on Bourbon Street and, uh, you know, just press your boobs against the glass and do it right there. Like, I, oh, God, I, that upset me more than anything else in this whole show. It's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. Of course, what he's doing at the same time is very upsetting, too. Well, I mean, <laughs> on the streets in New York City, I kind of almost expect that, you know? <laughs> so we follow back to a bar and we meet her friends. Um, Jesus. I, I don't remember all of her friends' name, but her kind of closest friend is Peach. Who's a bitch. Stone cold. She she has a lot of opinions. And uh, Beth doesn't ask for any of them. Peach just offers them right up. (laughs) Again, I, I don't want to victim blame, but I'm blaming her. Because Peach was manipulating her. The whole time, practically. Yeah. Oh, I'm faking this. And oh, I've, I've almost killed myself. Let me call my best friend, supposedly, and tell her. Her other two friends don't seem so bad, though. They're, they're pretty vapid, but that's yeah. harmless. I mean, we all have some kind of, you yeah. know, vapid friends that are just there to, to yeah. chit-chat and, and talk shit about. I mean, I don't see what's so wrong with that. He finds a problem with it, though. He's stalking this girl, and other than thinking she's hot, he really hasn't found anything about her that he likes. Yeah, I kind of thought that was funny, and I even wrote down in my notes, I'm like, you'd think he wouldn't like her because because she's so flaky and she's so not intellectual like he thought she was. Because to me, that's his very important quality is that she's not reading Dan Brown and Stephen King and all these stuff. Like, she has this great mind, and she's a writer, so she's very artistic and has all these deep discussions. And then he sees her friends, and he's like, "Uh, what? What are you doing with these people? They're flakes. They're stupid. You're stupid. Um, And that's that's the core of how gross this is. He only likes her because he feels like, one, he can make her better, which is gross. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he he likes her the most when she is a reflection of what he thinks she should be. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's really, really gross. You know, it, he loves yeah. her the most when she's doing really good writing and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, some guy could have found her and been like, you know, I really like that you're a yoga instructor. And mm-hmm. but he's but but a normal per- person shouldn't be like I like you more the more yoga you do like that's it's mm-hmm. it's bizarre it's it's really gross 
It definitely is. So she gets drunk, and um, oh, at one point we meet we meet Benji. Benji comes over. Uh, this is her little Benji's her, little... her boyfriend, ish. Mm, he's a fuck boy. That's all he is. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't runs... think he is to her, but he definitely thinks of her that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. She should think of him that way. If she if she just used him just for that, that relationship would have been fine, and I don't see any problem with it. But Benji's special. Yeah. He runs an artisanal soda company. <laughs> I I hate him so much. I hate him more than than Ben at this point. Than Joe. Joe, I'm sorry. You hate him more than Joe. Yeah. Um, I yeah, don't. boy, they, they, this show really went all out with this character. I mean, they, they made him as douchey as you could ever be. Like, he's walking around with his vape cigarette, yes. and he's like, <laughs> he's like, I have a gluten allergy, but like, he's shooting up heroin and stuff. I mean, they just, everything that you could possibly hate about a person. Uh, yeah. They throw into this one character. Mm-hmm. It's ugh. I mean, they even kind of give him like the little hipster mustache that no one really likes. Oh my god! And and artisanal soda, really? Is that market not flooded enough already? Because it kind of is. I mean, <laughs> you're, Just you're good. Water. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem I have again with her and him. She just keeps going back to him, and it's obvious he's not. He's there for sex only. And I don't know how long this has been going on. And I don't know why she can't see that. Is that in the book? Is this guy in the book? Do you remember? Yes, he is. Um, I don't remember him being an artisanal whatever. Okay, that's what I was (laughs) going to say. There's no possible way that a serious writer and editor sat down and they were like, yes, we're going to go with artisanal soda maker. Well, and he might have been a hipster, though. I'm trying to look and see when the book came out because it might... I might be like, and then I'm wrong, but he, um, there was a character, you know, he was kind of, he was a douchebag and he did all the things that douches do. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do remember that part. He did have all those weird gluten things. He did have all these other (laughs) issues. And this is really bad coming from someone like me who is allergic. Okay. So it came out in 2015. So definitely. That's in the realm. I mean, I'm allergic to a lot of things, and so I do have my weird things. Yeah. But I'm not, I, if I was allergic to gluten, I don't think I would tell anybody. It's a problem when you make it a self-identifier. When, yeah. When you when you take an allergy and make it part of your personality, that, that's yes. the problem. Like, if I was allergic to it, I'd just be like, uh, oh, you want this? No, I'm sorry. I, I have an allergy to that. I can't mm-hmm. eat it. And just go on with your life. He brings up gluten a lot. Um, Beck has a bad day. Uh, She has a bad day at work. She is a graduate student. Yeah, maybe at NYU. Yeah, I think think so. And so she's being like a teacher assistant or... Yeah, she's a TA to a a male professor. Uh, But she has a bad day. She decides to go out with her friends and get drunk and read poetry as you do. Yeah, as one does. We have all had those nights where we do shots with pickles in the shots and then and then read sad poetry. Uh, and then lose your place while you're reading it. So everybody's like, you suck. This is what I imagine New York is actually like, though. Like, I feel like you could walk into a bar and see a sad girl reading poetry on the stage. You probably could. I mean, I've never really done that part of Manhattan. I think I've been five or so times and I never feel like I really just hung out and went to, like, small bars or small restaurants or anything. Um, so, yeah. It, no, it's 
Hell, they had poetry reading nights in my hometown in Florida Ew. way back oh. when at the Barnes and Noble. You know that's good. You know small town Florida poetry is the best. Oh my God. I'll never forget it because we're all sitting <laughs> Those there. Those people with... have lived. <laughs> <laughs> right. I killed my girlfriend. No, but let me tell you this real quick. So we were there one time, I think. I think we'd come in for Christmas. This was me, my ex-husband, and my parents were at Barnes and Noble, and my parents were sitting, drinking coffee, and just looking through magazines and stuff while we were shopping. And then we all got together, and we were sitting there, and the the open mic night started, and this guy stood up, and the first words out of his mouth were, naked! Oh, no. Oh, no. And we were all like, I, I had to leave. Time to go. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't, I could I was like, I'm going to laugh at this man. I'm going to start busting out laughing. So I was like, <coughs> you know, like trying to run out coughing and stuff because I, I, water almost went across the room kind of thing. It was hilarious. I can't tell you anything else he said. Well, I wonder if that guy then ran out of the bar by himself and drunkly fell into a subway line the way that Beck did. And no. P.S. I've been on the New York subway system late at night. Now, I don't know how light she is, but I would say like one or two o'clock in the morning to go out to Brooklyn where we were staying one time. And there's tons of people. Everywhere. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, I would never go down there if there was nobody else there especially yeah. if i was that drunk there that's oh, yeah. just your she's boy wasted too like and shame on her friends i mean th- yes, th- this I is, this them is their too. fault too they should have gone with her because when she falls onto the tracks because she's he, looking at her phone and not paying attention to shit and stumbling yeah. and stuff <laughs> he takes her phone Breaks her home, decides to keep her phone because that's the best way, you know, to get it in. So she ends up ordering a new phone, but she doesn't realize that her old phone is still logged into the cloud. So Mm -hmm. he now has access to everything, everything going on in her life. Well, he can learn a lot because he obviously she it wasn't password protected or anything or any kind of anything. So, I mean, he can look at you can kind of piece together a lot by. Their interaction with her friends and her emails and, yeah, you know, all yeah. her Facebook stuff. But here's my thing. When you lose a phone, like I had a phone one time, an iPhone that was damaged. And I made sure it was deactivated from everything, including I my know, Amazon. She couldn't, she couldn't find the other one. Well, I know, but you can go online and go to Amazon and be like, deactivate iPhone 2 or whatever. And oh. go in. You can go in and do it through that way, too. You can take it off the cloud. You can do all that stuff. But, you know, she's not smart. So, no, she's she obviously is not a true crime junkie at no. all. <laughs> um, he brings her home. He finds Benji at her place. And yes. he takes this as a slight to their relationship that he's now made up in his head. Completely made up. So he decides the best course of action is to lure this man into the basement of his bookshop and places him... In a Hannibal Lecter glass cell. I thought Hal from Riverdale was in that cell. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, apparently glass cells are just everywhere. We didn't know about them. Well, okay, so here's my thing on that. I know there are sealed rooms like that for uh, your old books, your old, old, old books that you don't want to take out because they will disintegrate. And you keep them in special rooms and, you know, not a lot of people go in there and all that stuff. The fact that that was made out of glass and had air holes and was sitting in the middle of the basement, I have problems with. Because I'm like, no, it's supposed to be like a room, 
like a normal room. Throw the books in, throw the humidifier in or whatever you need you to shut do. Shut the door. And yeah. shut, lock the fucking door. <laughs> That's it. Not, like you said, the Hannibal uh, Lecter room. And the fact that his, the owner of this place put him there as a boy, we find yeah. out, All right, is well, super fucking creepy. So that's the first episode. I wanted to get that covered because that kind of sets up a lot of, of the oh. plot. I think we can kind of uh, speed through the rest of the show a little a little faster. Um, there you go. But I have questions. The bookstore belongs to a, a man named Mr. Mooney. Mm-hmm. Throughout the series, we find out that Mr. Mooney has sort of raised Joe. We never mm-hmm. really know what went on with his parents. Uh-uh. Uh, other than his mom was not there he may have been in and out of like foster care and stuff like that we're not really sure i i feel like that yeah like i feel like he was dropped off somewhere and just left and his parents never came back for one reason or the other like you said then he was in foster cares or something probably because he was a shitty person when he was a kid too listen he was a psychopath (laughs) back then you can't tell that stuff doesn't happen when you see a cute girl in a bookstore that's that's you know, you're... This is born and raised. Yeah. Yeah, you're killing puppies. So, okay, so, but I do have questions about Mr. Mooney. Towards the end of the series, we find out that... Cause, because for a while, you're led to think Mr. Mooney's dead. Because yeah. Joe impersonates Mr. Mooney a lot. He drives his car around. Yes. He talks about him, like, oh, he does payroll and blah, blah, blah. But you never really see him. You never see yeah. Joe talk to Mr. Mooney. Well, I figured he was dead. Yeah. Yeah, finally, in the end, he actually does bring Joe to Mr. Mooney's house and... Mm-hmm. Mr. Moody's sort of in a, like, uh, maybe he's had a stroke? Something's happened. Something. Mm-hmm. Do you think he did something to him? Yes. Yeah, that's what because I Because he's the one that found him. Because yeah. remember, I think he had a stroke or something, and he was there for days, and that's why it was so bad. But Joe was the one who found him, which makes me think Joe's the one who did whatever to him, because... Yeah. <laughs> And the reason why I say that is because I don't know if you noticed, but in the old man's eyes, when Joe was around and stuff, he had kind of a weird... He looks at Joe with, like, kind of terrified eyes, would you say? Yeah, he was... Yeah, you could see a little fear in his eyes. Yeah, so, again, that makes me think Joe did it. In a few flashbacks throughout this series, Joe's parents weren't around. Mr. Mooney's kind of the one that raised him. Mr. Mooney is the one who's responsible for turning him into this monster. Um, he put Joe yeah. in that cell quite a few times. So Joe kind of grew up thinking putting people in the glass box in the basement was good for them. It taught him lessons, you know. So Mr. Mooney would throw him in the in the glass box to teach him a lesson. So he thought, well, this is what you do. This is how you teach people lessons. You put them in a yeah. in a Hannibal Lecter cell. <laughs> With Hal Cooper. Throughout this series, we find out about Joe's ex-girlfriend, Candace. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Who I think is just cute as a button. She's so cute. I love her with her little heart-shaped glasses and her yes. little... She's you adorable. Know. Their relationship gets a little intense, too. Mm-hmm. It turns out that Candace has cheated on him with a guy named Elijah, who's like some kind of like music producer or something. Yes. So Joe, if this is the first time this has happened, 
like mm-hmm. goes from zero to a hundred real quick and pushes Elijah off of a fucking building. And I don't know why, but part of me, I blame uh, the music producer for that. Yeah, what are you doing sitting up there? Stop that. <laughs> I'm victim blaming everybody in this whole show. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean to, but I'm like, I've seen enough people push from a ledge in movies and shit that you should know if you're doing coke, you might want to back away a little bit. Maybe stand in the center of the yeah. roof and not right on the edge. So all anybody has to do while you're snorting is just go tap and you go <laughs> falling right over. I was like, yeah. oh my God. These people That's are so Elijah's stupid. fault too. Uh, but, but Joe <laughs> runs to Mr. Mooney and lets him know what happened. And Mr. Yes. Mooney basically tells him some people deserve to, to be murdered. Yeah. Uh, so Miss, Mr. Mooney is very responsible for a lot of Joe's uh, yeah. crazy tendency. Yeah. Yeah, crazy tendencies. I wonder if if Joe has the McDonald triad, which is the three factors that people usually find in a serial killer. Oh. <laughs> he was dropped on the head. He has to have a head injury, which he does. He does get a head injury during the show. He he wrecks yep. his car. Um, yes. which is what we're we're going to talk about that episode. Let me yeah, get through the McDonald triad and then we're going <laughs> to we're going to talk about that whole episode because I love that episode. Bedwetting is another sign. Yes. Could have been. That could have been one of the reasons that uh, Mr. Mooney threw him in the cage was, I, I don't know. I could uh, see I, Joe being a bedwetter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And then I think the other one is either playing with fire or um, hurting animals. I, I feel know. like there were fires during this episode, but I could be completely wrong. Oh, well, so. he lit Benji's body on fire. Yeah. There you go. He, That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just casually in the woods. I don't understand why people just don't bury bodies, like, naked in the ground. Because wouldn't that get rid of the body the fastest? Uh, yeah. Throw it in the ground. No clothes on. Yeah, bury it. Because they always, you always find, like, here's the sweatshirt in the ground. Well, what the fuck did you put the sweatshirt on him for? No, I totally believe that burying would have been better if you took off all the identifying stuff. Like uh, jewelry or wallets or whatever, taking all that stuff off, bury them, and then put debris on top of it. Because I feel like in all these serial killers and and stuff, true crime stuff we watch, it's like there was freshly uh, dug earth right next to the house. And I'm like, and there was the body. And I'm like, well, no shit. Yeah. Like, make it look like it hasn't been disturbed. Or how about this? New York is an island. Yeah. There you go. Drive to the here yeah push them off i'm pretty that, sure that there is like an active serial killer uh i don't know if it's new york or if it's cleveland that um they keep finding young gay men's bodies in the river i can't remember i do remember hearing something about that briefly, yeah no there's yeah. an active serial killer right now i just can't remember if it's new york or cleveland how exciting it, where, what an exciting yeah. time we live in. i know so, but he could have just done that. Just pushed him, like, threw him in the river and then passed him off as one of these other guys. You know, because he did take out all of Benji's teeth, which is, whew, that might have taken some time. Well, let's talk about this real quick, too, because I'm like, he gives him whatever just to make sure he really does have a peanut allergy and he dies. The man does drugs. Why couldn't you just take his body out that night Put mm-hmm. a heroin needle in his arm or all the paraphernalia yeah. around him, stuck him a few times, and left him in the alley. Yeah. That's a done deal. Like I think what we find is that Joe's an impulse killer. And impulse killers, yeah. they don't often think about 
the cleanup. It's usually just a buildup of rage, and then they lash out, and and then the the cleanup is the problem. And he kept them in there so long. I was, I was, oh my god, I was. Come on, come on, you gotta know. know. That's gonna happen. It's gonna get stinky. He's like, there's something oozing out, and I'm like, you think? Yeah, yeah. How long did he leave him in there? I don't know. I feel like he was in there quite. If he's, I mean, I know the body. Yeah. Well, I know from reading different books that the body does decompose very quickly. And mm-hmm. the, the fatter you are, the faster you start decaying. Really? Like, yeah. I read that in a book. It's called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. And it's about a lady who wants to become a mortician. And so she goes to mortician school. But it's like anything else, you have to start at the bottom. Uh-huh. So she would be like picking up the bodies and stuff. And then she would graduate to uh, cremation. I think. Yeah. I don't know if she ever did anything else. But anyways, yeah. So she's like, you want to get people embalmed really quickly because if they're really fat, they start decomposing like, I don't know how fast, but oh. from what she said, like within the hour or something. You That's just start. sad. Yeah. Because you just have all that stuff you don't need, I guess. And it just starts. Yeah. Well, but yeah. Hmm. So anyways. Well, let's talk about the, the best episode of the, um, the whole series. Peach, so he, so long story sh- short, Joe attacks Peach, bangs mm-hmm. her on the head with a rock. Again, this is an impulse kill. He didn't think about this. Yes. Because then he runs off with the rock, tosses it in the, ugh, look, just problems everywhere. I don't how this guy didn't get caught. Peach is recovering. She decides that it's time to make the moves on Beck. Peach doesn't like the direction that Beck and Joe's relationship is going. It's getting too serious for Peach's taste. So she asks Peach to come Mm -hmm. out to her country home, spend a few days there, and Peach's plan is then to take Beck to Paris. And my favorite meme from from this show is... Uh Um, somebody took a screenshot from Bridesmaids where she's screaming about, who takes another woman to Paris? Lesbians! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and again, she's so flaky. Like, I don't know yeah. how you're, you, you can't see that Peaches is playing you pretty much the same as Joe. I, I think Peach is better at it. Also, this is what I yeah. think. I think Joe and Peach would have made a great couple. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally been a They belong together. Couple, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. That's totally it. Because mm-hmm. she's obviously spying on Beck. I wonder why the two of them didn't bump into each other outside of her apartment to watch her <laughs> masturbate on a Thursday night. <laughs> well, Peach was in the other side of the bush and, oh, okay. you know, yeah. uh, ran off. Maybe she was squatting down. And not being so obvious as Joe. If they had just become friends, like, they could have gone, like, you know, that would be, like, their Thursday night together. Then they would go and, like, I don't know, get hot dogs or something together. (laughs) Walk through Central Park. uh, Yeah. Beat up bums. Yeah. Bang each other on the head with rocks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, at Peach's country house, uh, (laughs) Joe decides to follow follow them out there in the biggest fucking red mm-hmm. car I've ever seen in my whole life. Like, so conspicuous. He gets into an accident, mm-hmm. gets a head injury, which we all know, ding, 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 head injury. Well, let's back up. Before that, he got the shit beat out of him. Like, oh, yeah, I feel by like his neighbor. I, yeah, by his neighbor, like, a handful of days earlier. Yeah, and then he has a head injury, so, you know. <laughs> That's probably head injury number two, actually, when he gets into <laughs> the car a week. accident. 
Yeah. I just love, so then he's walking around in this house. He's bleeding from his face everywhere. He's almost passing out. Yeah, and he does pass out a couple times, and he keeps hallucinating Candace is there. And he's he's watching Peach watch Beck and going, this bitch is crazy. It's like, <laughs> I was like, so it's a man who broke into the house and who's concussed and... Yeah, um, leaving little, little droplets of blood wherever yeah, he goes. Going through the underwear drawers and stuffing uh, them in his pockets or something. It's so uh, creepy. Uh, and this is creepy. It's like creepiness at like level 10. Like you cannot get creepier than these two people in the house yes. with Beck. And this is my thing, too. You know, I live in a two-story house. It's, um, it's not large or anything. But, like, usually I'll come home and I take the dog out, That you know. Um, but when we come back, the first thing I do is go upstairs and check all the rooms. <laughs> I totally do. Especially when it's been so dark out sometimes when I get home. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I just, because we keep all the doors closed so Harper Lee can't get in. So I, like, open them all up, and yeah. um, I just do a glance. I mean, I'm not checking under beds or stuff. I'm just like, okay, everything looks normal. <laughs> I I did that for a little while in my house the first time I heard this story of, um, was it BTK or Richard Ramirez, who would come into the home and then hide in the closet? It's one of them. I can't remember. Who I feel like it's one? something they both would do it. <laughs> or was it the Golden State Killer? No, he didn't hide in closets, I don't think. I think he just busted in. You no, know, because he would he would wait till they were asleep in bed. And Not that's always. When... No? Hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think it might have been Richard Ramirez. Oh, that sounds more like Richard Ramirez than any of them. Cause... Yeah. Well, I would, uh, yeah, after the first time I heard the story of Richard R- Ramirez, I would walk around and check in all the closets in my house <laughs> to make sure that <laughs> good old stinky Richard wasn't standing in there <laughs> with his stinky Ramirez. breath. By the time you had read this, he was already dead. I know, but still. Around. Oh, it's so scary. The copycat yeah. killers. Copycat killers. Yeah. You know what else I also do? This huh. is so crazy. And I've talked to my therapist about it. And she says that she doesn't see anything wrong with it. But every well, now and what again, does she know? I, <laughs> I go up into my attic to make sure somebody isn't living up there. <laughs> no more Riverdale for you. No more Riverdale for because... you. You think Polly is up in your attic. <laughs> <laughs> because my attic is in my garage. That's the only way to get into my attic. And so I guess somebody could be in there and go up into the attic and, and while I'm in the house and nobody would know. So, Oh, my God. You have a stalker but, that's watching you through the vents. No, not attic. yet. So far, every time I've gone up there, there has not been somebody living in my attic. So, <laughs> Well, they're not living. They're just sneaking in and out every night. No, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> After they masturbate Shit. in your attic. <laughs> now I have to put an alarm on the attic door. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, Back to Peach. Peaches, yeah. So. so Peach decides she invites over some guy named Raj. I don't know. A dr- they all, her drug dealer or friend. Yeah, or they something. they all do Molly and God, you know, Beck is such an idiot. I look, I'm I'm really trying not to hate on this girl. But they're like they they do a bunch of Molly and then and then Beck runs into a bedroom and is like, Come on, guys. And then when someone kisses her, she's like, excuse me. Like you're rolling out of your mind on a bed with two other people. What did you think was gonna happen? Well, I thought they kind of started making out maybe a little bit on the couch the peaches uh kissed her or something on the couch and that's when she kind of ran out and ran upstairs like let's carry on in the bedroom and yeah then they get up there and she's like no means no and i'm like yeah like what 
You're on my favorite thing about. Think what's gonna happen? I mean, not to victim blame, but this is her fault. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My my favorite thing about Peach is um, that she will only call Joe Joseph, and it's like the most like casual way to piss somebody off. I love it. Because he must have told her in the first time they met like 20 times, just call me Joe. And she's like, Joseph. And I was like, God damn it. You're, just, you're fucking with him. He's going to he's gonna open up rage and tear yeah. up your books. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, this Peach deserved it too. She should have just called him fucking Joe instead. I mean, he's going to piss in your bed. Yeah. It's it's just not good. But yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do from now on. Um, for people that I just like, you know, just kind of don't like. I'm, good, I'm just going to call them by the name just a like just a little bit the wrong name you know well especially if it's not their god-given name yeah like, <laughs> yeah i need, I need yeah. I, that's something i need to like put into my repertoire to to deal yeah. with people but, at work yeah yeah right so yeah so they're up there the dude is up there peaches is up there and beck is up there and who's underneath the bed this texting dude is under the bed texting texting beck like because uh, <laughs> I think she had left by that point, maybe. I laughed through this whole episode. Oh my it was God. so I, insane. You know what it reminds me of a lot of is the Lodge Lodge on Riverdale. When yes. Betty and Veronica go upstairs in here, creaky, creaky, creaky. And <laughs> like it kind of reminded me of the same weekend. Um, at some point, Joe pees in a jar. Uh, Joe pees in a jar while watching Peach watch Beck take a bath. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of people on the internet say, okay, this is it. This is how he's going to get caught. This is going to be the evidence that proves that it wasn't Dr. Nikki that um, killed all these people because Mm -hmm. Joe left a jar of pee in Peach's house. But I just want to say that urine is not a positive DNA indicator. Yeah. Um, it's not a good, uh, what do you call it? What's it? It's not, it's not good evidence of DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time DNA is not transferred through mm-hmm. urine. Mm-mm. Um, the thing that cracks me up about that whole weekend, day, night, whatever. I think it was it, one day. Yeah. It, it felt like a year. Is that, is, isn't this the time where Peach has bought... Not, yeah, Peaches has bought her and Beck the Let's Move to Paris route. Was that yeah. during this trip? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beck is thinking about it while she's there. Yeah. Oh, but I'm like, why didn't you, why didn't we talk about this? Like, I know you have disposable income, but couldn't you just have mentioned it to me maybe before you were like, let's move to Paris together and you can write and you can do all this stuff. Like, I mean, um, it's a nice gesture, but... It, you know, there there might be other things going on that Peach is... What if she's in therapy? Bex can't just jump... Well, she is. Well, she can't just jump up and move and find another therapist in Paris. How many English-speaking therapists are there in France? I, Not a lot. I, I think that, lot. That, that Peach was counting on Bex's flakiness and her and her impulsiveness just to be like, okay, and then... and I don't, yeah. But look, Peach is out of her mind, too. She's, she's crazy. fucking crazy. And both her and Joe, they're very organized 90% yeah. of the time. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like they're laser focused. Like, they almost have a checklist going on, um, especially him. And then it's like, sometimes they just flake out, too, because, like, when he attacks her in Central Park and whacks her a few times with a rock, he should have made sure she was dead. 
Yeah. And you've already you've already assaulted the bitch. Just keep banging until you know she's dead. So that's why I'm like, you left it kind of half finished. And then, you know, leaving the jar of urine. Like, to me, yeah. that's, like, you, you know, if you're stalking somebody, obviously you've done this before. I think the first thing is you remove all traces. So you wear, like, gloves. You don't pee in a jar and leave it. Um, you don't lay down on beds and stuff where your hair can fall. Like, you know, there's just a lot of things I don't think. Dropping your blood all over the house. I mean, <laughs> How much more DNA is in that house? Right, yeah. No, there isn't any DNA in the jar, but he probably did bleed everywhere. Like, that time he stuck that needle in his forehead and then passed out in the bathroom. I thought he stuck it in his Um, eye. No, I think he stuck it in his head because his forehead was split open. I don't know what it was. It it creeped me out. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, it was (laughs) really gross. So, yeah, so Joe and Peach get into a big confrontation because Beck Beck gets mad at Peach and, and leaves. And Joe and Peach get into a big confrontation they struggle over Peach's gun, and um, Joe shoots Peach, uh, and then sets it up to look like a suicide. It's odd that in the end, you know, the book, the book in the end of the the series, uh, sets Doctor Nikki up to kill Peach, which is very strange because a lot of people think that Peach committed suicide. So it's it's odd to bring just just go for Benji, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, exactly. so overall, he, he does do a pretty decent job in the end of covering mm-hmm. up people's murders. Um, yeah, he does. He could have done a better job, yeah. He has a lot of trust issues, and so does she. Yeah. Um, and, and I got really upset with, you know, one time he wants to look at her phone or something, and he's like, show me what you just did. And she's like, if, if you do this, there's no trust in us, and... You know, if there's no trust, there's no relationship. And he's like, show me your phone. And she's like, okay, um, we're breaking up. But then they'd go back again. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's no trust, but let's get back together in two months. Yeah, he starts dating Karen. So there is one thing that I want to talk about with Karen. Mm -hmm. Karen is trying to help out Paco, the little boy next door, uh, Paco's Mm -hmm. mom. And Mm -hmm. uh, she decides that. Karen wants to help Paco's mom uh, get off drugs. Mm -hmm. So they decide to put her in the glass cell. These things are really handy. Maybe we should all have one. I know. I I mean, I might be second guessing that. But again, why couldn't she just left her in her apartment to dry out? Because she would have left to go get more for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, so they when Yeah, that's true. Because she does kind of rage up and they're like, no, no, no. And. Yeah, because yeah, she but, wakes up in a glass cell in a basement. All I kept saying the whole time is, I'm in a glass box of emotion. I'm Anchorman. My boyfriend's like, what are you watching? And I was like, you? And he's like, why are you quoting Anchorman? And I was like, let, 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 let me alone. <laughs> what I noticed was that Karen represents, although the two of them don't belong together, they don't. No. Karen represents the healthiest part of his life because yes. even even the glass cell is being used to keep somebody alive. Whereas when mm-hmm. he's with Beck, the glass cell is is being used to murder people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really interesting that while Karen is around, the glass cell helps people. Yeah. But when Beck is around, the glass cell um, gets people hurt. There's probably some sort of thing we're supposed to get into that, like... 
I think that's it. I think that's the thing. Some sort of a deep dive that you and I are too stupid to catch on to. Yeah. (laughs) Some metaphor for something, but I don't know what. They end up breaking up, and I I thought that Blythe was my favorite character. Blythe is, um, do you want to talk about Blythe for a second? Let's talk about Blythe. (laughs) I really liked Karen. Karen confronts Beck out on the street, and she's like, he's going to do to you what he did to all those other girls. And, And Beck's like, Huh? It's huh? Like, oh, you dumb. You deserve this. Yes. <laughs> We're not victim blaming, but you deserve this. <laughs> Blythe is Beck's sort of schoolmate rival. And yes. she has got to be the most genuine person on this show. <laughs> Her and the 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 clerk, clerk at the bookstore. Yes. Yeah, those are my two those are actually the only two people I like on this whole fucking show. The only good people that that Beck ever comes into contact mm-hmm. with is mm-hmm. Blythe and the bookstore clerk, who ends up getting together. Thank God. God, such a but cute I couple. But I loved the, the scene where where Blythe comes over to Beck's house while uh-huh. Joe and Beck are broken up, and she's like trying to create like Beck's creative space. Yeah, and she, <laughs> she's like distraction, yado, distraction, <laughs> yado. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that made me so happy. And so I was really intrigued with this this character and with this actress. And um, I decided to go look her up. And it's actually a trans Transgender. Yeah, a transgender actress. uh, Also a model. Mm -hmm. I don't know what she models for, but I did see that on her listing. And so I thought that was super cool that they got a transgender um, Mm -hmm. actor on the show playing a character who is not transgendered. No. And you had told me that. So, of course, I was, like, on the lookout trying to figure out if I could figure out who it was, but not cheating by going on IMDb or anything. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't notice it in the beginning, but I think because in the beginning you kind of only saw her from in, like, shadows and kind of from the side. But then when I saw her straight on, I was like, "Oh, that's her." Not that it yeah. matters, but it was just kind of no. interesting. No, I, I thought that to was just super cool. To her. I like that everybody's moving that way. Yeah, it's 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 nice that Peach, who who, who plays a lesbian character, but like like we said, this transgender character is just playing a, a straight a straight uh, female. So yeah, mm-hmm. and that was the other thing a lot of my friends brought up. I don't know if you remember. But because you bailed on this show, even though I, I forced you to watch it, Peach was in Pretty Little Liars. The actress' name is Shay Mitchell. Who was she in Pretty Little Liars? She was the lesbian in Pretty Little oh, Liars. The lesbian. <laughs> yeah. You're a sporty spice lesbian. She she was no 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 she was she was sporty, sporty spice. spice. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because because I watched you. Uh, Netflix did recommend that I watch Pretty Little Liars, and I'm like. They have nothing in common, so now they that do. makes sense. Shay Mitchell and Shay Mitchell always—it seems like Shay Mitchell is often playing a lesbian character. And so, me and my friends were talking about that last uh, last night over a few beers, and we were wondering why. And the only thing I can come up with is that Shay Mitchell is so beautiful mm-hmm. that people just find it ridiculous to like put her with a male love interest. Like mm-hmm. she's just too pretty to play up against like a guy. You know? Sure. Like, she's unattainable, so let's make her a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's too beautiful for a man, so we'll just have it so that no man can have her. Sure, yeah. why not? I don't know, why that's not? what I came up with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Beck starts to see her therapist, played by... 
John Stamos, right? John Stamos is in this show. What? He plays a pot-smoking shrink. They would have gone with Luke Perry, but he's popular now on the CW. But if Luke Perry wasn't doing Riverdale, he would have been in that role. I you have just made my heart so happy. <gasps> what if they could totally get John Stamos to play somebody's dad on Riverdale? For sure. Who else do we have to bring in? God, I can't take uh, any more characters. Sweet Pea. He could be Sweet Pea's dad. Sweet Pea is the one who you always think is a woman. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, is that a man or a woman? You're like, it's a man. And I'm like, are you sure? I get so confused. You know what dawned on me in the gym the other day? Sorry, guys. We're going to take a little Riverdale rant for a minute. Um, I love Riverdale. I was thinking how on one episode you were trying to keep Sweet Pea straight because you always call Sweet Pea Jelly Bean. And yes. I'm like, no, Sweet Pea is the guy. And you're like, right, Popeye, Sweet Pea. And then, like, days later, I was like, oh, that is Popeye's uh, kid. He does have a kid named Sweet Pea. So that's why that, that it's not that that name is so bizarre. It's another comic book character. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They, I'm telling you, between the references to candy and sugary sweet shit and the uh, Other comic book. comics, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I- I'm waiting for somebody to come in, be- and they're called the Flash. Um, no, don't. Do yeah, that. no, that's what's happening. That's, that's the next step. Is we're bringing in the Flash and uh, whatever Wonder Woman's name is in real life. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, where were we? Um, oh, John Stamos. Yes, John Stamos. Uh, so he plays a therapist. Beck starts. Uh, screwing him. I don't understand why she's cheating on Joe with the therapist. I thought that things were going good between Joe and Beck. Well, and I almost, this is where I kind of got a little bit confused. I almost think that they weren't having an affair, but when Joe and her broke up and and he started dating Karen, she went to the therapist because there was obviously chemistry between them and that's how I took it, but I could be yeah. completely wrong. You know, then you see that she went to him, so then you're like, obviously she's been with him the whole time, so. Yeah, Joe know. finds this out by a pretend mugging, and he steals the therapist's phone and sees all their phone calls to each other back and forth. So Joe and Beck get into another altercation, and this leads to Joe... Oh, she finds his she finds his little trophy stash in the bathroom. That's what it is. <laughs> yes, because the little boy next door tells her... That um, Joe told him to put books and stuff in uh-huh. the ceiling tiles in the bathroom. And so yeah. she, that's where she goes. And it's like, hmm, let me look. Again, there's no trust in this relationship. No. I have no idea why y'all got back together. Yeah, so she finds Benji's teeth in a jar. Ugh, Ugh, so gross. God. So disgusting. Yeah. So, so uncomfortable. Uh, the only thing that, that, that Joe knows how to do is take her right down to that Hannibal Lecter cell. Ugh. It's like, buddy, this has not worked out for you. Stop putting people in the cell. I can't, I can't because, of course, he's like, this will, this is good for her because then she'll have to focus on her writing and yada, yada, yada. She's and she so won't have distractions. obsessed with her writing. And y'all, she is not a good writer. Okay, I want to talk about this for a second. So, and oh. I, we, kind of, we kind of talked about this um, in text message yesterday. You as a book, right, mm-hmm. being written by a female writer... Mm-hmm. So we've got a female writer writing a female character who is a writer. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes when that happens, that character is then a representation of the, the real life writer. So like oh, mm-hmm. Stephen King does that a lot. He'll, he'll yeah. make his 
the main characters in his book writers because uh, that's what mm-hmm. he knows you know and so it's his way to kind of funnel um himself into the mm-hmm. eyes of the character yeah, yeah so i wonder if this writer was doing that with beck and if mm-hmm. so did she make beck a bad writer on purpose does I, she think that she herself, the real life writer, is a bad writer? Because the stuff that Beck writes, ugh, it's horrible. And she might. I mean, she may. I. I don't know. Or mm. maybe she did have a stalker in real life. Who knows? Mm. You know, because um, yeah. I think she's written a bunch of other books outside of this. Um, she wrote one last year, I think, and it was kind of interesting. Um, I was trying to remember, it's like a kid that went to school and he got whacked on the back of the head and then he goes missing for like 10 years or something. And he's kind of experimented on, but he's blindfolded yeah. the whole time. So it's like uh, Bird Box. Then he's found like a decade later. So he went from being like a, a kidnapped like eight-year-old and now he's 18. Mm, and he's co- a head injury. Yeah, right. Um, and yeah. all these experiments done on him. So he's like super strong. Kind of, oh. not like He-Man or whatever strong, mm-hmm. but like stronger. Like Eleven? Yeah, kind of like Eleven. Cool. You know, it's like him trying to get back into the groove of things after being gone for so long, but he's, he can't because he's so rough. Doesn't mm. really know how to be around people. So like, I think he ends up leaving and just going out on his own. But so yeah, so maybe she had, a, I mean, you know, writers and actors get stalkers all the time. So maybe it's something yeah. that kind of briefly, not to, obviously to the extreme, but something that uh, happened to her and she just kind of spun it from there. Yeah. Who knows? Real life people get stalkers too. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, totally. As we were... Uh, you know, having a few beers last night, I looked around the table and, you know, just with some of my girlfriends and realized that mm-hmm. there were three people sitting at the table having beers that all had stalkers at one point. And Jesus so Christ. it's like, yeah, it's, <sighs> it's, it is like a real life problem. This show, I mean, we joke about it and stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it, you are kind of helpless to it. There, there aren't a whole mm-hmm. lot of like real life defenses against mm-hmm. this kind of thing. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, this this got too serious. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but no. But we. I mean, you know, we we really aren't victim blaming in real life, but we can victim no, blame God, no, on the show. No. no. <laughs> on the show. No, like, yeah. Who are all the people are horrible. Yeah. No. That's the thing. Yeah. All these people are horrible <laughs> people. I didn't like anyone but Blythe. Blythe was the only person I liked. <laughs> uh. But yeah, yeah. So I joke about it, but I, you know, I have yeah. had experiences with that kind of thing in real life, and it is—it's terrifying. Yeah. Not oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. It's not good. That's and you're helpless. It's—it's—it's it's, it's not your fault. Um, no, and even if you do have blinds on the windows and all this other stuff, and yeah, you're aware of your surroundings, <laughs> it can still happen. Um, yeah, you still get stalked. <laughs> yeah. So it is what it is, but um, yeah, that's. So Joe forces back in his little timeout cage. Yeah. And forces her to write a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. His timeout. So timeout. You're in timeout now, Benji. So she does write a little bit. And so Beck has one good, one good idea through this whole show. She has one good idea. It's a half good idea. She writes a book where she frames John Stamos, the pot smoking shrink. Yeah. For all of the murders, for Benji's murders, yes. for Peach's murders. Mm-hmm. I guess in a way kind of foreshadows her own murder without her knowing it. I yes. guess. 
I don't think she meant for that to happen. No, of course not. No. Mm-mm. I, what I mean is, like, I don't think that she blamed, in the book, John Stamos for anything happening to her. I think then people were just able to infer. Mm-hmm. So Joe goes to uh, Stamos's house and he buries a bunch of evidence. Oh, yeah, the evidence is Beck's body. <sighs> yeah. After yeah. all of this, all of this, I- he ends up killing her. Well, what cracks me up, again, there's no, uh, they should have incorporated the uh, zombie land rules, which is the double tap and check behind you and all that stuff, because when he hits Peaches upside the head, he thinks he's done the job and runs away like a complete nutter. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you just jog away like a normal person? You've got to be bringing attention of yourself because you're running with your arms flailing at like a billion miles an hour. <laughs> and I'm like, you're obviously running away from something. Just jog like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Pete then, shoots him and thinks he's dead and he's and not. not. She should have done a double and tap. Then, yeah. And then she comes up to him. I was like, leave him there. No. Call the fucking police and be like, Pop I him shot again. an intruder. And he's laying on my yard, and um, his blood's all yeah. over my house, and come find him. But yeah, instead she walks all the way up to him, and then uh. whoopsies. And I was like, he's not dead. You shot him in the leg. Yeah, right. Dumb, <laughs> stupid girl. A leg wound is not going to kill you automatically. I, I mean, no. it's just not. But yeah, so, uh, what's her name? Bex writes the book. He comes in to hug her. Against his better judgment, he's I don't know. So he's so pathetic in that he scene. He so is. So she she tells him, "I'm not mad at you. Yeah. I forgive you. I understand." And what it is that he hears the one thing he's always wanted to hear from her: "I'm better when I'm with you." Yes, that's so gross. Yeah, but that's what he finds attractive is that she's better with him. Ugh, I hate it. But I love that she kind of finally, finally got onto what he's looking for, and that's yeah, the way what he to wanted. Yeah. get your escape. He goes in the hugger. He realized that the keys from this old typewriter she's been writing on are missing, and she stabs him in the side. In the ch- yeah, in the side, like the chest area. Yeah, runs screaming like a crazy person up the stairs, which of course is double locked. Opens up one of the doors was unlocked, but I think the second one was locked. We don't hmm. see what happens to her. Joe comes up behind her, and then you just see her being grabbed and kind of falling yeah. backwards, and that's it. And then the next scene is four months later. I yeah, think. four months later. Yeah, the the book is out. Um, he mailed the manuscript to Blythe, who. <laughs> Oh, I love her. I love Blythe. She automatically sends it to her, like, publisher and, yeah. and gets the book out. This is great. Um, mm-hmm. So he's selling her book and her store, and he's just so happy that she's finally become the writer she was meant to be. Yes, even though she's dead. Oh, such a sicko. Yeah. Such a sicko. Yeah. Man, he got away with it. John Stamos is in jail. Uh, right when you think it's over, Candace comes walking through the door. Because, again, he's looking at a girl and he's being like, you're cute and you're wearing a short skirt and yada, yada, yada. And then she, like, comes around the corner or something and she's like, Joe, we need to talk or something. And that's how it ends. And you're like. Okay, so questions Mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that scene was real? Did Candace actually walk into the store? Well, (laughs) if I knew nothing else, I would have said yes. Because, you know, he's always seeing her, and I think he's seeing somebody else that he obviously offed, another girlfriend. Remember, he saw no. Candace a bunch? He saw Candace a lot, but but he also saw Elijah, too, which is the guy that he murdered for oh, being with it. Candace. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. And so I'm trying to look real quick. So, um, 
if I knew nothing else, I would be like, yep, that's exactly what happened. He's just seeing things. But I know there is a sequel out on this book, and it's called um, Hidden Bodies. So um, I actually <laughs> have it downloaded to listen to um, again. So I don't know if yeah. it goes back to his relationship with her or if, um, you know, he he just re it's just a revisit of that whole scenario but yeah if I, if I didn't know there was a sequel out i would have been like he's seeing things again and he's completely gone nutters right so there there is a possibility of, of season two this show <laughs> just alone is good with just this one season mm -hmm. but i i think that having candace walk into the bookshop they i mm -hmm. think they want us to know there's going to be more to the story so yeah so mm -hmm. it could go both ways candace could not be real mm-hmm it, it could be a hallucination like he's had in the past. And mm -hmm. so now she's going to um, haunt him and maybe force him to, to screw up or to confess or something like that. Yes. Or Candace could be real. Yeah. And he didn't kill her. Mm -hmm. So then that makes you wonder, then did any of it happen? Oh. If he thought he, if, if he thought he killed Candace and she, and he didn't. Uh-huh. Did he, did he kill, uh, Beck? Did he, did he kill Benji? Was it all in his head? It could have been. Because it parts of Candace absolutely were in his head. Yeah. So maybe the, maybe Candace's murder was yeah. in his head. Maybe Benji's murder and Peach's murder was all in his mm -hmm. head. We, we don't know. What well, if, mm -hmm. what if Guinevere Beck is just, um, what do you call it when you write with a fake name? Oh, um, Ghostwriter or not a pen Ghostwriter. Name. Pen name, like J.K. Rollins. Right. What if Guinevere Beck is just a pen name for his crazy lunatic hallucinations that he turned into a book? All of this could be fake. Well, and it's true. And if he had a middle name and stuff, you know how people like use yeah. their first, middle, and last name and create new names. If we, you know, saw that, it yeah. could be. It could be. Or it could be one of his split personalities as a, a female writer. I mean, it could very well be that. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, American Psycho kind of thing. Yeah, where... I was thinking uh, that or Split. Did you see yeah, Split? Yeah, that or yeah. Split. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I love that. What a... Boy, that one sneaks up on you. Yeah, it does. Because like... I'm like, why am I watching... Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you're like, halfway through the movie, you're like, what's going on here? And then you're like, oh. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, I like this movie. Yeah, yeah it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to I see the... Uh, uh, what is it called? Glass? That's yeah, coming that's out. coming out soon. Yeah, I want to yeah. see that. But so, anyways, yeah. So yeah, so there are a couple of possibilities about mm -hmm. what could happen next season. Maybe there isn't going to be a next season, but yeah. uh, I I'm doubt intrigued. It. I doubt they're not gonna. I, I doubt they're not gonna do a second season just because it's so. It was popular when it was on Lifetime, and now it's equally popular on Netflix. So on I can't Netflix, imagine yeah. they're not going to do another one, but they may not. I don't know. What if, what if Candace is real and then, you know, while Candace is, is screwing with him in real life, he starts having hallucinations of Beck. <gasps> dun, dun, yeah. dun. That would Let's be super so. cool. Let yeah. me write season two. I got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yay, we're bringing Peaches back. <laughs> Yay. Peaches Salinger. Oh, yes, God. and it's just hallucinations of Peach calling him Joseph, Joseph. <laughs> until, he, until he checks himself into a mental ward. <laughs> yes, very good. I really, really liked this one. Is there anything else you want to talk about? About you? No, I think, I think we covered everything. Okay, um, do you want to do Obsession Session? Yes. 
Okay. What did I say my obsession session was before the show? Uh, the uh, last podcast. Oh, yeah. Lisa is wearing her last podcast t-shirt today <laughs> during our recording. And um, that reminded, I, you know, I didn't really watch a whole lot on TV this week worth talking about. I started this show called Sex Education. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Scully from X-Files is in it. She oh. plays an English lady. Is she English in real life? Because um, this is the second show I've seen her. She might. She must be. I can't imagine. I saw her. There's another show on Netflix right now. Where are you thinking? The, the huh. Fall. Mm-hmm. Where um where she's in it, Scully from X Files, and she plays uh, a Scottish person, I think. Well, Scottish English, whatevs. Yeah, I'm looking something. it up right now while you're okay. talking about. Uh, uh, if you, you know what, if you liked you, watch The Fall. You would really like The Fall. It's, oh, okay. It's it's like taking you and then turning it up like one or two degrees. It's mm. really really good, but mm-hmm. it's a serial killer obsessed with women kind of thing. Um, she's born in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, wow. Why does she play so many? Every time I see her, she's playing, like, a character overseas now. Okay, wait. uh, In 89, her love for the theater took her to the National Theater of Great Britain. Ah, there we go. There we go. So she probably picked up an accent. Yeah, she picked up an accent. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Sorry. Like Madonna did. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if you, if you like you, watch The Fall. But anyway, my, my obsession session this week are, is the two episodes that last podcast has put out about Mark Twitchell, mm-hmm. who is a serial killer that I didn't know about. He's mm-hmm. a, uh, a recent serial killer. I think he was active like in the early 2000s mm-hmm. or uh, maybe even up to 2011. He used plenty of fish to find his victims. Yay. He is a horrible person mm. horrible he's a narcissist of course of, they all are yeah uh, he thinks he's smarter and cooler than everybody mm-hmm. else like he thought he was cool he is inspired by the show dexter <laughs> so that's pretty pathetic yeah God. Uh, I'm, i have not seen dexter i have heard from our, i've heard from jessica watched it jessica loved it mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but i haven't got to it yet but i mean just to be like a real life serial killer and you're inspired by a TV show. Come yeah. on, guys. Well, you know. Um, but anyway, there are two episodes that they just put out on Mark Twitch. It was really, really good. I liked it. And I mm-hmm. almost wanted to listen to it again because I just, I didn't know wow. anything about this guy. Yeah. I like it when they come up with people that I, I, I didn't know anything about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they've done that like, quite um, a few times. And Mark Twitchell, he's a Canadian serial killer. And there was another Canadian serial killer that I learned about on last podcast on the left. I think his name was Pickett. Was that the piggy uh, guy? He's yeah, he's the piggy man. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he owned a pig farm and murdered um, sex workers. Yeah. God, that was hor- That was a hard Canada, episode. Canada, get it together! I know. I thought <laughs> you were supposed to be nice. Stop Damn. it! I mean, you've got yeah. the beautiful prime minister over there. You should all be very happy and nice people. Yeah, but but as we know that there are entire like um, segments of the Canadian population that the police just do not seem to care about. So. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's usually sex workers. It's usually sex workers. It's also um, uh, native people. <laughs> yes, Na- native women that they don't really care yeah. very much about. So yeah, what are you gonna do? Damn Canada. Yeah, because I think that there's a theory that there's two active serial killers in Canada right now. Wow. That are going after sex workers and um, and native women, like right now. Wow. wow. Yeah, there's that, you know what I'm talking about. There's that highway of tears. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah these yeah. women keep going missing and no one seems to care. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay yeah. out of Canada, guys. <laughs> or don't. It looks beautiful. Um, just yeah, take just take your chances. Close your curtains. Close your curtains. <laughs> Stay out of Canada. <laughs> don't. Uh, get an alarm system. Lock your yeah. iPhones. Mm-hmm. Log out of the cloud. Log out of the cloud. What about you? Mine is, I went yesterday to get my eyes checked because I am 90 years old and my eyes have gotten worse (laughs) over the last year. I laugh about it, but I'm having a hard time seeing like contrast Mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, you know, like uh, my boyfriend will hand me something to read or my parents did a a lot when I was visiting him. I just started laughing. I was like, I can't see that. It's small. (laughs) What is wrong? I was like, I'm almost 50. I think y'all think yeah. I'm 20 still or younger, and I'm not. And I have old yeah. lady eyes. So I go annually uh, for that. It's usually in January. I talked to him about doing contacts, and he told me I'd have to do the dailies, which is more expensive than the monthly ones. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. Because it's so early in the year, and I burned through my Flex account last year in, like, May. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to blow it, you know, and have to pay for all this Throughout the year. So, anywho, so I got three pairs of glasses. You and I, you know, because I sent you some shots of what I was looking at. But I spent most of last week <laughs> looking on the train and stuff, <laughs> looking at glasses. And I was like, these are cute. These are cute. What about these? Well, if these could be something, you know. So, I spent a lot of time because you spend a lot of money on them. Yeah, well, they're on your face. Like, you well, should yeah. spend money on things that are on your face. Yeah. I mean, for real, because it's going to be the first thing people say. I got a pair of bifocals because I'm a 200 years old. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I got a pair of computer glasses mm-hmm. and I got a pair of sunglasses. So <laughs> Very cool. I spent $725 at Target. Ah, what brands did you get? Were there any brands? Of course. There's always brands. Coach, Coach, and mm-hmm. uh, Ray-Bans. But oh, okay. my Ray-Bans, which are my sunglasses, they have a special package um, that's like $150 more than any of the other packages for sunglasses. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, maybe I won't get the sunglasses because initially it was $894. I was like, absolutely <gasps> not. I'll just not get the sunglasses. She's like, well, if we do this program on the Ray-Bans, it just won't say Ray-Ban up at the corner. And I said, I literally don't give two shits about I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Take it off. I, you know, somebody comes up to me and he's and ask me and I say they're Ray-Bans and I'll be like they don't have the logo I'll be like go fuck yourself I, yeah. I'm not paying 200 extra dollars for yeah. bullshit meanwhile Creepy Joe is like following you around Target going I see that you don't have Ray-Ban on your glasses yeah, you must, so must not want people to know yeah, exactly and it's funny too because I told the lady yesterday I said I'm always saying no more coach glasses because they come in these ginormous cases I mean they're yeah. huge and they take mm-hmm. up so much room in your purse and so I'm like not getting coached this year. I looked at uh, uh, Versace. I looked at Vogue. I looked at all these. And I went back to coach. At, only because one of the pairs was half off. It was on clearance. And the other pair I just fell in love with. So, anyway. So, that's my story. That now I have to find glasses. Yes. Now I have to uh, carry around three pairs of glasses from now on. So, that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> be like, in the, hold on. Wait. Let me. Nope. These are my computer. Okay. Here we go. I'm ready yeah. to see the movie or whatever so how's your little um shark vacuum cleaner working out the robot one yeah love it yeah love it Mm. so much because you just run it like we don't run it a lot i think we've only ran it 
three times maybe. And only an extra time because we had a lot of rain the other day. And so a lot yeah. of like debris got brought in. I'm like, just run it. I don't want to sweep or do anything. So mm-hmm. let's just run it. It's like zoom, 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 zoom. It's very cool. Definitely worth the money. And they're on sale right now. So at Target. Yeah. Thinking about it. Because after this, I'm literally going to have to go swift for the floors. Yeah. <sighs> no fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Well, guys, we're going to wrap it up. We will be back next week. I don't know what we're watching next week, but um, I hope you enjoyed this episode yes. on you. Yes. Go follow us on all the things, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.